Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. So much. Turn your Bibles with me this morning, if you would, uh, to the book of Mark. Um, we don't normally have these on stage, uh, you know, uh, for every series, but we're doing a series entitled Red Letters, in which we're looking at the words of Jesus in the Bible. And uh, so we took a couple of scriptures and, and we put them up here and, and uh, just to kind of, to remind us some of the words of Jesus. Now it's been a, a six-week series, seven-week series. We're going to be going for about eight weeks, so obviously we won't have looked at all of the words, um, but just in prayer, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead me uh, through some of, those, uh, some of those words in the New Testament uh, that Jesus spoke. Last week, we talked about um, uh, peace be still. How many of you guys were here for that message and you felt like God spoke to you out of that? Peace be still. And, and in that message, I really felt the presence of God real strong in our service. And, uh, and 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the gifts of the Spirit. We believe here at Canvas Church that the gifts of the Spirit are still in operation today and therefore the mutual edification and building up of the body of Christ. And uh, so here at Canvas Church, maybe you come from a background that you're not used to seeing that take place in a service or in a small group or whatever. Uh, we believe those things are still taking place today. Words of knowledge, words of wisdom, uh, prophetic words, the gift of faith. All of those things that we see in 1 Corinthians 12 are still happening today. And so last week, uh, many of you that were here, you experienced some of that at the end of the service as uh, God just uh, allowed me to speak some things that I believe he was sharing with me. And uh, those things are going to continue to happen at our church, and I'm excited for it. Um, but one thing God showed me last Sunday night as we went away, we went and visited a great church in L.A. called Oasis Church. And God's just doing some great things in that church, about 2,500 people. And uh, one of the things he showed me, starting the first Sunday of March, uh, we're going to do a Sunday night worship experience. And uh, we're going to come together, and we're going to do worship. How many of you guys love to worship, right? How many of you guys sometimes on a Sunday morning, you wish the preacher would shut up and we could worship longer? Ushers, look at those hands. Escort them out right now, please. Okay. And uh, there's, just, there's just something powerful that happens when you come together and you worship God. And so starting the first Sunday of March, we'll talk more about it at our vision night next Sunday night, but starting the first Sunday night of March, we're going to be doing just worship, and we're just, gonna, we're just really going to ask God to just, hey, God, have your way and allow the gifts of the Spirit to flow. And uh, so if you want to be a part of that and check it out, that'll ha ha start happening the first Sunday of March. How many of you guys looking forward to that? Okay, awesome. So, um, so be ready for that. I I'm really excited uh, about it. Um, this week, I found out um, that a lot of people think that I'm, um, I'm too young to be a pastor. So I just want to clarify something. I'm 64, and I look really good for my age, all right? Uh, we, we had a conversation with some of our School of Ministry students, and in talking, um, you know, there's just some people that they want to go to, you know, a church where the pastor maybe is a little bit older, uh, whatnot, and whether that's because that's what they look for, or whether that's because they have a hard time receiving from a pastor that might be younger, I don't know. Uh, but one of the things they said that make me just kind of seem so young is, is the jokes that I tell, and they, they said, well, you just tell so many jokes. And so I will no longer be telling jokes from... I will, I will now resort to quoting jokes, all right? So I'm not going to tell any, I'm going to quote them. And so I figured we might as well start that out today. I'm going to quote some jokes for you today. Please do not be offended and think that I am funny because I did not write them, all right? I stole them from somebody else, okay? And uh, la how many of you guys know last, this last week was Valentine's Day? Okay, if you're married, hopefully you remembered, all right? 
if you're engaged, dating someone, okay? Valentine's Day, you know, the one day of the year that you actually have to love your spouse, right? Just kidding. Uh, Valentine's Day was this last week, and so um, I came across some uh, Valentine's Day excuses. Like, if you forgot about Valentine's Day, which in, in, our, in our culture, in our society, that's really hard to do because, I mean, they started, you know, uh, marketing it at, like the day after Christmas, right? It was like all the red just turned to red hearts, you know? And they started marketing. It's crazy, like three months. How you could forget, I know. But if you forgot, here's a couple of excuses you could tell your loved one. Uh, we can go to the first one here, and it's this. What are you going to do with some flowers anyway? The last plant you had died, and it was plastic. That would be our household right there. I, I, I don't buy my wife, my mom, I bought her a plant um, because she will keep it alive. And so we, we dropped by the house in the morning and dropped her off a, some tulips and made her cry. You know you're a good son when you can make your mom cry. Uh, but I don't buy my wife plants, not even plastic ones. Okay. Here's another excuse that maybe guys, maybe you need to write some of these down, gentlemen. I was going to combine it with your birthday gift in June. I mean July. August. Here's another one. But the same chocolate and flowers will be 50% off tomorrow. Come on. Thinking about the budget, right? That one right there is worth writing down. You know? Baby, I can get you twice as much. It's going to be 50% off tomorrow. Uh, you know, coming up in a couple months, we're going to start a thing called Financial Peace University, and uh, we're excited about it, and uh, we believe that we're going to see some people break free from some debt. Come on, that's a good way right there. Buy the gift the next day, right? Uh, here's, the, here's the last one. Um, I didn't think you needed any candy. My bad. <laughs> oh, oh, whoa, whoa. That is the loudest Amen. Now remember, I'm quoting these, so don't get offended, all right? All right? Well, I got, I got, well, I got a Valentine from my daughter. Go ahead and put it up on the screen. This is from my eight-year-old. You know, she, her, her, her English is about as good as mine, so I'll interpret it for you. And it says, you are the tallest, lovable hero ever. I love faith. I got that, and the heart just melted. And I was just like, what do you want? You can have whatever you want. Because you're right, I am that person, so... Mark chapter 12, and I was quoting those. They may not have anything to do with the message today at all, but Mark chapter 12, looking at, at, at the red letters, and uh, last week, peace be still. Over the next two weeks, I want to look at verses 28 through 34, and we'll deal with the first half of it today, and we'll deal with the second half of it uh, next week. Mark chapter 12, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Verse 28, and it reads, And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. What were they disputing about? You'd have to go back a couple verses. And what you see them disputing about is they're fighting about money. They're fighting about paying taxes, okay, first of all. So they're arguing over taxes. They're arguing over money. Anybody here ever argue with your spouse over money? Don't raise your hand, okay? And so they're arguing over money, and then, it, and then the, 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 the conversation kind of just kind of keeps going downhill from there, okay? And then so they, they, they begin to argue about a woman who has been married to seven different people. Crazy, right? Happy Valentine's Day. And 
They're asking this question, in the resurrection, well, who, who is she going to be married to? And I love what Jesus says. Jesus looks at them and says, you guys are dumb. He says, because you know nothing about the word of God, nor the power of God, you don't understand what you're talking about. Okay? And so now one of the guys standing by heard this and thought, man, who is this guy? He knows, he knows what he's talking about. So this is the guy right here, and one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing and heard what Jesus said. He came up and asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? And Jesus, going back to Deuteronomy 6, verses 3 through 5, says the most important is this. Hear, O Israel. Now anytime you see an O in front of something like that in the Bible, that's like when your mama got mad at you and she used your full name, all right? Maybe your mom didn't do that. I have three older brothers, and when my mom got upset with me, she went through all three of the brothers before she finally got to me. She was, she was, she was just so upset. She was like, Steve, Mark, Ted. Sometimes she'd throw the dog in there. Peppy, I mean, Ben. This is, what, this is what's happening here. Here, oh, Israel, get your attention. Listen up. This is going to be good. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. Wow, that's a lot. And the second one, it's good too. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, you are right, teacher. What are you going to say to Jesus, right? <laughs> You're right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one and there is no other beside him. And to love him with all your heart and all the understanding and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifice. It's better than anything else we could offer, better than anything else we could do, better than giving you our talent, better than giving you our time, better than giving you our tithe, although please do that, better than doing all those things. And this is it. And Jesus saw that he answered wisely and said to him, now listen to this, you are not far from the kingdom of God. You love God that way, and you love your neighbor as yourself, guess what? You're in the kingdom of God. Now listen to this, listen to this part. And after that, no one dared ask him any more questions. It's not that they, 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 they didn't, they didn't dare to. They just like, you know what? Mm-mm. This guy, he's a little bit smarter than the rest of us. God, we thank you for your word today. Lord, I pray that in the next few moments that we have together, that God, you would speak through me. Um, Lord, that I would only quote jokes today and that we would have fun doing it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Uh, interesting passage in Mark. But before we can fully dive into it, we need to understand what kind of love is being talked about here. Because if you study your Bible, you realize that, that there's Greek words 
in the New Testament, there's Hebrew words in the Old Testament, and sometimes, you know, our language doesn't have the, the, the right word to fully describe what's happening because the Hebrews, they had a lot of words for love, and each one meant a different type of love, or the Greeks, they, they had these words for love, and they had to use a different one. So what word is being used here in this text? Three different types, or three different words used for love. The first one is this, it's porneia, which comes really, we derive porn from, porneia. That is definitely not the love that's being talked about here, okay? That is a selfish, self-seeking, lust, fornication, etc. okay? The other word that is used is phileo, which is where the church in Philadelphia is recognized because of their brotherly love, okay? You know, that's good, right? That's good love, brotherly love. But that's not even the type of love that's being used here, okay? And you might think it is because it says to love your neighbor. And here's the thing. Most of us, when we think about loving our neighbor, which we'll talk more about next week, we, we think more in the context of brotherly love, right? But the word that's being used throughout this text is this word agapeo, which most of us know as agape, and it means this, to show love or to take pleasure in, to have love for someone or something, based on sincere appreciation and high regard. That is the love that is being talked about in this passage. If we could just boil it all down, let's just look at this part. It is this, this love of sincere appreciation and high regard for something that has been done. So this is the love that's being talked about. And if you look at the progression of the love, it says to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. That is first. Then it says this, then go love your neighbor as yourself. Same love, okay? But the progression is this, love God first, learn to accept and appreciate and love who God created you to be, and then go love your neighbors. Because I can't love my neighbors unless I first love myself, Right? Because it says, love your neighbors as yourself. The reason some of us struggle with loving other people is because we don't appreciate and love the way God created us. I don't want to get ahead. That's next week. I'll put a little plug in there. All right. But before we can even get to that, we've got to have our eyes on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We've got to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love, agape love. A deep appreciation of someone. This is the kind of love we're to have towards God. The whole subject, the whole text here comes out of this one question. What is the greatest commandment? I heard what you're saying, Jesus, and man, that was really wise answers to those people. You're right, they're dumb, they don't know anything, they don't know the word, they don't know the power. But tell me this, what is the greatest commandment? What is the greatest one? And I love what Jesus does is he draws them in. He goes all the way back to the original Deuteronomy 6, and he pulls them in. He says, hey, guys, listen up. Hear, O Israel. Many of you know I'm coaching a girls' basketball team, 10 to 14-year-olds, and it is really hard to get their attention really hard. And, and sometimes I just have to get them in and say, guys, 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 eyes right here. Listen up, listen up. What I'm about to tell you, it's going to help you out. Focus. 
This is what Jesus is doing. Hey, guys, focus in. You really want to know what the greatest? How many of you guys think this text might be important? Five of you. All right, let me get your attention. Okay, guys, focus in. Okay. Hear, O Canvas Church, what is about to be read from these pages. And he gets their attention, and he gets them to focus. And here's what he does. He gives them two things. Love God. Love your neighbor. And in these two commandments, you can discover all of the Ten Commandments. I think we have them. We can put them up on the screen here. In the first portion, these commandments, love God and love others. In, the, in this, we see the Ten Commandments all wrapped up. Here they are. Love God. There'll be no other gods before me. Love God. Don't make for yourself any carved image. What is that? Love God. Nor take the name of the Lord in vain. What is that? Let's love God. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. What is that? That's love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. The first four of the Ten Commandments summed up right there. Love me with everything you have. Love me. And when he goes into the next one, he says, hey, love your neighbor as yourself. We see the next six commandments. Honor your father and mother. And all the parents said, amen. Amen. It's a good one. Matter of fact, that's the only, what is that? That's the only promise with blessing. What happens? You live long and you prosper. And all the kids wonder, why do I live long and prosper? Because your parents don't kill you, all right? Honor your father and mother. Do not murder. And that's why your parents don't murder you. Because <laughs> the next one, you like how he put those together? Hey, honor your father and mother. Hey, parents don't murder, all right? Don't murder, okay? Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness against your neighbor. Do not cover your neighbor's house. And if you go back and you read that, there's a lot of things listed in there, but that's the Ten Commandments. The first four are found under love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The next six are found in this. Hey, love your neighbor as yourself. So these are the great commandments. These aren't the great restrictions. They're the great commandments. Out of his agape for us. Well, I don't get it, though, because, I mean, they sound like restrictions to me. They sound like something I, no, they're not. He loves you so much that he knows if you enter into any of these activities that you as a human being won't be able to handle it. Well, we can get there later. Okay. So because of his love, just like, just like I do with my, my kids when they're little, right? And I, I've never once seen a kid stick his finger in a light socket, but what do you tell your kid? Don't do it. Oh, you're so restrictive. First time my kid says that, I'm going to take that finger, I'm going to shove it in the light socket. <laughs> Restrict that, kid! You know? She said, they'll never do it again. Nor will they talk back. Right? I quoted that, by the way. <laughs> Not restrictions. Because of his love for us. And Jesus here now sums them all up and says, love the Lord God with all your heart. But I love what he does before he even gets there. He draws them in. He gets their attention. Hear, O Israel, I'm about to tell you something. Listen up. But before I get there, let me just sum up what God we're talking about. Right? Hear, O Israel, 
the Lord God, the Lord, the, the Lord of Israel is the one we're talking about. The one that led them out of Egypt, the one that did the miracles, the one that parted the sea, the one that, okay, the, the, okay, that's the one we're talking about. And he's one. He's one God, and we're talking about the God of Israel. Listen, it is very important, ladies and gentlemen, that he does that. Because you do not want to go spending all of your life loving the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength only to find out you got the wrong God. Are you with me? Because there are people out there today that it's happening to. There are, there, are, there are people going and gathering in churches today under the name of something else. Well-meaning people, good hearts, think they're going to worship God. But they got the wrong God. Only God. One found right here in Scripture. He's one. He's the God of Israel. It's so important that you have the right God before you pour out your whole entire being to him. So let's talk about the right God. Can I just make a side note there real quickly? For all the single people. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. Okay. Can, can I just talk to some single people real quickly? Not many single people. And if you're single, just raise your hand. So we've got, we got some single people, okay? And um, are there any people that wish they were single? Don't raise your hand. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just a little side note here before you pour out your heart to him before you pour out your heart to her you better make sure you have the right one the problem is this and there's an old saying that that goes like this in the corporate world so many people have tried to climb the, or have climbed the ladder of success to get to the top only to find out that their ladder was re leaning against the wrong building. Right? Love is truly blind. Or lust is, I probably should say. But The last thing you want to do, because here's what happens as, as humans, is we get blinded by emotions and we get so wrapped up that we don't see the flaws. And listen to me, everybody has flaws. Here's the thing, in your search for somebody, you are not looking for a, a flawless individual. What you're looking for is someone with flaws that you can live with. That's what Jesus did for you, remember that. Okay? That's what you're looking for. You're looking for someone that, you know what? I love them. And I see all their flaws, and I can live with those flaws. That, that's what you do, okay? But listen to what happens is, is we get so, so blinded by our emotions, and we get so wrapped up. that we See, you know that is not good when you ask somebody, say, hey, you know what's going on? Oh, they are perfect. There is absolutely nothing wrong with them. Right. Before you pour out your whole entire heart, you got to make sure you have the right one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord God, the God of Israel, he's one. We got the right God. Okay, now here's what you do. You love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your 
That is awesome. Now, I don't want to take too much time to break down the heart, the soul, the mind, the strength. I'll just just throw that out there. Go do a little word study and see. Let me just sum it up for you. It means everything you are, everything you have, everything you do, everything you think, everything you say. It's a lot of work. Everything. In other words, everything you do first flows through the filter of Yeah, it's going to be a cliche. What would Jesus do? Seriously. Your business dealings, your interactions with other people, all of it. There you have it. It's summed up. Everything. Everything. Love him with everything. It's really, it's, it's a worship experience, daily, without the band, right? It's a worship experience. So Romans 12 talks about, to present yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to him. If you studied out, the word picture in the vines is this, it's a living worship service, holy and acceptable to him. That's, that's pretty amazing. Everything, 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 all this area of your life, all that area of your life, and all, the, all. It doesn't just say love the Lord God with your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. It says all, 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 all. I, it's pretty interesting. I did a word study on the, on the, the word all. And they really only have one word to describe it, and it's all. <laughs> I really looked hard to find some other word that could just, hey, this will really get them. It's all. <laughs> all. 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 All your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. How, 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 is, that, how is that possible? How is that possible? So I think what Jesus was doing was he was probably tired of hearing the arguments over the trivial matters of life. Well, well, who do we pay our taxes to? Well, I mean, there's this one law that Moses established that if, if her husband dies, then her brother gets to marry or has to marry her, and if not, then the next one in line gets to, well, she did that, and the first one died, the second one died, the third one died, the fourth one died. There's something wrong with this woman. So Jesus, who, who's she going to belong to in the afterlife? And I think Jesus just got so tired of all of the excuses for missing Valentine's Day. I think he got tired of hearing all the excuses and what he really wanted was just someone to cut out their heart and say, you know what, I wanna wanna give to the tallest, greatest superhero everything I have. And so he lays it out. He says, guys, you are missing. You don't know the word of God. You don't know the power of God. Listen, you know God incarnate in the flesh, Jesus on earth, knew that that dude was going to be there and come walking over at that moment. He knew. He set it up. He cued it like our tech guys. When I say this, cue the dude. 
dude comes walking over. He set it up so that he could come and say, you guys are missing it. You want to be in relationship with me? Here's who I am. And now here's what that looks like. No more excuses. It's all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Yeah, I got you. Hour and 15 minutes on a Sunday. I got six minutes left. See, really, can I, can I be honest with you? Sunday is really like Valentine's Day. My wife would slap me silly if the only day I loved her was on February 14th. The only reason she don't kill me is because it says, thou shalt not murder. Right? I mean, the, honestly, the only reason that the flowers and the chocolates, and I didn't do chocolates. I did flowers, and I took her out to snooze. Come on, somebody. Better than any chocolate. We went out. We didn't celebrate that night because we couldn't because I hung out with seven other ladies that night. It's my basketball team, 10 to 14-year-old girls. I coached them on Thursday nights. I was quoted, okay? And so I couldn't. I was with them for an hour coaching them. So we went out in the morning. We celebrated. But listen to me. If the only day that I appreciated my wife was on Valentine's Day, our marriage would be horrible. I would, be a miser- I would be a frustrated, miserable preacher. Which some of you apparently like better than the funny guy, so. <laughs> okay. See, Sunday is like Valentine's Day. It's the day where we come together and get to just like love on Jesus. And I mean, it's like it's, I mean, we got music playing. We got people handing us programs when we walk in and they're ushering us to our seat. We got coffee and cups of water for free. This is, man, we get to come together. We get to love Jesus together. It's awesome. But if the only day that we're loving on Jesus is on Sunday, you are a frustrated Christian. You are a frustrated Christ follower. And it's not because the pastor didn't preach the right message. It's not because the worship team missed a cue. Right? No. It's because the only day you love on Jesus is on Valentine's Day. Listen, I love my wife every day. Every day. Every day. And I don't love her because I have to. It's like a worship service. Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul. Everything I do for my family, I do because I love them. I love them. I I kid you not, there is not a morning that I don't wake up in the morning and the first thing I think about is my family. I'll be honest with you, my family, sometimes on my mind before God is even. But the first words out of my mouth are, God, I thank you so much for my family. I'm, I'm radically in love with my daughters. I think my kids are amazing. I love my wife. 
in everything I do for them. Every, everything I do is because I love them. There isn't a decision I don't make that I don't first think about how's this going to affect them. I love Jesus with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength because he is the only one in the world that has that, that said these words, no greater love does anyone have than this than to lay his life down for another. And it's not even just the fact that he said the words, it's the fact that he acted on the words and actually fulfilled what he said he would fulfill. There is no greater love than this. Now watch, I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to lay my life down so that you can have life and life more abundant. And there is nobody else on the planet that has ever done that for me. And as much as I would like to say I, I've done it for my wife, we stood at that altar until death do us part. And baby, I'll lay my life down for you daily. I struggle to lay my life down daily. I struggle to give up my own ambitions at times so that, so that we can pursue hers. But yet he, Jesus, no greater love. Now watch me walk it out. And so when it says you should love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, that is easy for me to do. Because when I look at him, I say, wow. No one's ever loved me like that. No one's ever loved me like that. No one's ever laid down their life for me. It's easy. So he's like, you know, you know, when you see me up here, you think, man, who's the crazy tall white dude? And the new people, then they see me get up on stage like, oh, dude, that was the pastor. And then some thoughts come, well, well, he's like that because he's the pastor. So he's got it, you know. You know? That wasn't a joke. That was serious. He's the pastor. He's got to do that. He's got to get the people, you know, riled up and ready to go and worship in Jesus. So he's up there, you know, like a cheerleader with pom-poms, you know. Nope. You ask my wife. She'll walk in, on, I'm not the only one at home, and I'm singing, and I'm worshiping. She'll walk in, I'm going to be like, I ain't cheering nobody on. I'm loving Jesus. And it's easy for me to dance, and it's easy for me. And honestly, I don't give a rip what anybody's thinking about me. Because I got a hot wife. I got two kids. I'm, I, I'm in love with Jesus. Excuse me. I have a, a very beautiful, wholesome wife. Who's very attractive spiritually and naturally. I fixed it, baby. So, man, I love Jesus. When I'm up here, love, I was weeping during communion time. And I'm not, I'm not sharing that with you because I say, oh, good job, Pastor. I don't give a rip. Except for nobody brought me a box of Kleenexes. I was weeping. Because in that moment I'm thinking about, my God. 
See, you think I'm crazy up here during worship? See, only the worship team gets to see me when I'm over there. When I come up at the end of worship and do transition, I'm up there behind that. Because if I do what I if, I, if I worship Jesus the way David did, come on, somebody. I'm up there, I'm dancing and I'm singing. But if I did that, some people would be like, oh, I'm not coming back to this church. He loves God way too much. I don't want to go to a church where the pastor loves God that much. No, no, I need a tame 65-year-old gray-haired pastor. Tells no jokes. That's what I need. He dances too much. Plus, he can't dance, so. But no, I'm just, because I love him. I love him. When I read these, these verses, love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, it is easy for me to do that because I have a picture of who he is. I have a picture of what he's done. And so those words don't sound like a commandment to me. Those words sound like it's Valentine's Day and I'm ready to party. I'm ready to celebrate. I'm ready to sing. I'm ready to shout. I'm ready to love on Jesus. Because I'm not only doing it on Sunday, I'm doing it every day of the week. What about you? Where, where are you at when you hear these words? I can't contain it. I'm just excited. I am so looking forward to that once a Sunday night worship time. Because I'm going to dress up like a different person so you don't know it's the pastor. I might start breakdancing up front, spinning on my head. You don't think I can do it? Come, first Sunday. I can't contain it. Because I love him with everything I have. Do you know him today? Do you know him? Do you know him? See, see some people would say, and I'm finishing right now, make up for last week when I went too long. Although the church I went to that, that night went for two hours and 20 minutes. I wanted to take all the people that walked out. So he went a little long. I wanted to take them to that church that night. Super glue them to the chair. <laughs> Listen. Listen. See, I, I could honestly, I could do this all day. I never sit through a date with my wife thinking, my God, is this thing almost over? <laughs> you know what I want to do? I want to hey, 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 babysitter, can you just stay just, just, just a little longer? When are you going to be back? Tomorrow morning, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Date's going really well. Man, when I'm in church, I'm not like, oh, gosh, we're going to sing another song. I've got to pour out my love to you again. <laughs> Here we go. I just, I just want to keep going. I don't want the date to stop. And the cool thing is it doesn't have to. See, that, that, that's the thing, you know, is it, you know, he, the Bible compares our relationship with him like a marriage. And no, not every day in our house is like Valentine's Day but we're there together every day. I wake up and I roll over, there she is. I go to bed at night, she gives me a kiss, there she is. She's there. She's there. No, every day is not gonna be like Sunday. That would be weird. 
you wake up in the morning, there I am. Love the Lord! Do it now! Band! That would be weird. But it's those quiet moments that lead to those intimate moments. It's those daily moments with Jesus, loving him with everything you have that lead to these Sunday mornings where you can walk in celebrating the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, loving him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is absolutely amazing. Do me a favor right now. Just close your eyes for a minute. And I want you just to, to just think about today's message and think about where you're at in this journey, where you're at in this process, what's, what's going through your mind right now. Where are you at in your love relationship with God? Listen to me. I'm not trying to tell you you need to come to church more. I'm not trying to tell you that you need to, to be more, more, more uh, outward expressive in worship. I'm not trying to tell you any of that. What I'm trying to tell you is if you love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, eventually it shows up on the outside. Eventually it shows up on the outside. My love for my wife eventually showed up on the outside that first time I grabbed her hand, that, that first kiss exchange, that wedding day. It shows up when you love somebody passionately, it eventually shows up on the outside. And so you're here today. I want to ask you this question. Where are you at with him? Where are you at with him? Where are you at with Jesus? Where are you at with Jesus? Where are you at with Jesus? Just as your eyes close and you're sitting there, we, we, my wife already highlighted, there's a response card in your program. If you wouldn't mind doing me a favor just right now, if this is your very first time, you just rip that response card out. Maybe it's not your first time. Maybe you've been coming for a while, but God is speaking to you right now. He's doing something. He's talking to your heart. I just want you to rip out that response card. Man, this is what God's saying to me. This, this is what's happening right now. This is what I believe he's saying to me. This is, I believe this is what's going on. Maybe, maybe you're here and you say, man, I, I, have this, I have a prayer request. I have a prayer need. And, and the Holy Spirit's touching me right now and, and, and here's where, what's going on in my life and here's my prayer need. Here's what's taking place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just take a minute right now. Just, just, just close your eyes. Reflect. What, what's he saying to you? Where are you at? Jesus, we love you, Lord. Jesus, 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 we love you, Lord. I just, want to, I just want to echo what my wife said, or at least keep your eyes closed as we conclude the service right now. I just want to echo what my wife said. She, in the communion time, said that, you know, I, I feel like there's some people here that feel unworthy to do communion. You don't, you don't feel worthy. Like, you don't feel like, I can't do this. I feel like there's some of you here right now that, that you hear what the scripture is saying, to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, but... Maybe you're looking back at your past and you're saying, I know he loves me that much, but I'm not worthy to pour that love back out on him. I, I know what I did. 
last month. I know what I did last night. I know what I've been walking through over the last couple of weeks, and I, I can't. But the reason we can is yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 1 John 4, verse 19, we love him because he first loved me. The only reason I'm able to love him with all my heart, my soul, my mind, and my strength is because he loved me first. He loved me first. He loved me first. He loved me first. What God's Thank you for joining us today. For more information, please visit our website at www.canvaschurchsd.com.